Uh, welcome back to the podcast with your Zahar and Lucas. We have Trevor back on the podcast after missing last week because me and Lucas just lost it uh, over the course of Yeah, we kind of just wanted minutes. to do a full-on... We just kind of wanted to do a full-on... I felt bad. <laughs> I just wanted to do a full-on just yelling, screaming episode. I felt bad for Trevor, but... So it, was Trevor, hour, was good... it was an hour-long episode. And it was? We... <laughs> yeah. So and we talked about the Leafs for about 50 minutes and then we like skimmed through the other series. And we were literally like, oh yeah, and then the other playoffs exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from then on, uh a lot has happened in the in the playoffs, and um a couple of series are going one way that I expected, and the other series are going another way that I wasn't expecting. Um, so let's just get over uh, get with like the Canadian division. Because gotta love it, man, 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 um, man. So since we last recorded, the Habs have played three. The Habs and Jets have played three games, and the Habs have won all three. Wait, the Jets played two? Because hmm? I I haven't noticed the Jets once. I didn't even know they were playing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm well, the only time the Jets <laughs> made any headlines were when Mark Shifley was an idiot. Yeah, yeah, so I was gonna. Well, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll get into that. Like. Yeah, I was I was gonna get into that, but um, so the Jets can't score. Um, they traded Patrick Line, who's a pretty good scorer, and they can't score. Um, Does Dubois they're... have a single goal in in the playoffs? Did he score in the Edmonton series? I don't think he. I don't think he did. I don't think he has a single goal. Okay, I, I have to check that. I don't have that on. In front of so. Me. Okay, so if we want to talk about okay, if we want to talk about the Shifley hit. No, he has no goals. No, nope. he has three assists. That's bad. Yeah. So, if we want to talk about the Shifley hit, the Shifley incident, was I the only one who just found it like redundant? Meaning, like he didn't need to do that at all. Yeah, oh, it was he, completely unnecessary. Like it was just they, completely they were, unnecessary. They were losing by two goals already, and he no, just they, they were they were losing by one. And oh. then the, the, the empty in as he hit him. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So that does change it. it. That does change it. But I, I hate, I hate stupid plays behind empty nets, like stupid unnecessary hits that happen because of empty netters. Yeah. And what Mark Shifley tried to do didn't work because he scored anyways. Mm-hmm. He scored on the wraparound and got demolished. And I was. I'm going to be honest. I was so surprised at the amount of games he got. I thought he was going to get like two. Oh, you thought you were two. I'm not mad about four. I'm not mad about four, but it's just with the, with department of player safety, I expected two because he's not, I don't think he's a repeat offender. uh, Yeah. I don't think he is either, but I think it was the four because it was so unnecessary and he skated from like half, half of the ice and he was just skating straight at it. The full length. He's getting a full full on charging. There's a full on charge. He wasn't charging, but like you, he was going in his direction, the entire ice rink. That's charging. By rule, that's charging. By by rule, that's charging. But isn't charging like when your like legs uh, come off the ice? No, that's just like an illegal, that's just illegal. Charging includes distance traveled. True. Charging, okay. charging includes charging is what Mark Shifley did, which is I am skating for one reason, and that is to yep. blow this kid's head off, which is what he yep. did to Jake Evans. Yep. And, um, and then after that, like the open, I think the first game of the series was kind of close, and then yeah. everything else after that was not very close. Oh, or no, God. it was. I, Never mind. It, okay, it, the, yeah. the second game, though it was one nothing, the second game, though it was one nothing, wasn't close at all. Like yeah. it was just, it was. It was literally. It felt like drinking like ten bottles of Nyquil. Like, oh, it was so boring. Yeah. And and I kept. I said this. I, I keep saying this to my friends. I have a friend who turned into a big basketball fan after the Raptors won, and he keeps saying he wants to get into hockey. But then, but then he's like, then I watched this game, and I was like, but it's so boring. What's the point of watching? And this is why the Habs winning is bad for the NHL. Yeah. The Habs and like, Islanders doing well are bad yeah. for the NHL. Yeah. Would you like? Would you like? Is that too far fetched of an argument? Like, I don't the think problem that's. Problem is, it's working. Exactly, yeah. and that's what's that's pissing me off. Okay, so you know what? The, how the solution for this, like this entire thing, is referees. McDavid in the four games in the four games that they played against the Jets got zero calls for him. In the NBA playoffs, LeBron gets touched 
like comes in a like comes in his atmosphere, his his personal bubble. He get he, uh, the player gets fouled and LeBron goes to the line. Like the refs aren't refing like they're supposed to. Like it, it's the like the star players should get the star player achievement in the playoffs, allowing them to go fly and just destroy everyone on the ice. But because they're the refs are not doing that, they end up getting these kind of games where the Canadians a team that isn't good, that doesn't have any star players, should not be this far in the playoffs. And also like the Islanders, they have a couple star players, but they just play de- su- suffocating defense, and th- that's how they win. It's not that they're more skilled. It's just they play suffocating defense, and then once they get the opportunity, they get two players in and they score. It's, it's, it's the ref and the league that have to change so that teams like the Canadians and the New York Islanders don't go this far. And it's just, it's bad for the sport because not, because people aren't going to watch your NyQuil style hockey. Like casual fans aren't going to watch this. And the, and, and the, if, if the, if the cup final, if the cup final is like Islanders and Canadians, like who's going to watch, who's actually going to watch. No one, because it's not going to be an entertaining game. It's just going to be back and forth. It's, They're going to be gonna like be one nothing games. Back and forth. Yeah. Here's the thing: as long as it works, it's not going to stop. That's the sad thing, yeah. And that's the sad so thing. So you have keep... to find a way to make it so that that style of play isn't useful. Which that comes, that teams be. haven't figured. The teams have like. No, that comes the... down to defense. Uh, to officiating and um, how the rules are called. I think that's what okay. it comes down to. I think it also comes down to how your offense plays against that defense. Your offense should your an, an offense that's as stacked as the Leafs were should have been able to figure out the Habs defense, and then and they yeah. did, and then didn't. No, no, no I, I'm talking more of the sense of McDavid versus the Jets. Like, how does McDavid not have one call that's, for him? That that, that makes a lot. The, the amount of clutch and grab that the Canadians do. All exactly nothing. Like I know it's okay. I'm not. I'm not trying. I know. I know the playoffs are called differently. I know it. But, but okay. One fine. And two okay. Three four five. Six, like call call something. Call yeah. something. And like those cars calls aren't made because it's the NHL playoffs and they go by a different rule book that's kind of undefined and not really like explained to anyone properly. Nope. And uh, yeah, I I I just I'm. This is this is a reason why once the second round hits, it gets so much boring. It gets so it gets it gets unwatchable. It can get unwatchable when teams like this are in the playoffs. Now Vegas and Colorado, I'm I'm watching that every every single time. Yep, that's just Those that's just great hockey. Have even been Carolina amazing. Tampa, even though that's a three one series, like even that's even, been... even Carolina Tampa has been it was really like they, really good. They scored like six goals in the second period. Like it was something ridiculous. They yeah. they combined for eight goals the two teams oh, in period. the second period. Yeah, eight crazy. Goals, my bad. That that um, game was, I, I was like I was just like keeping like updates on my on my phone and I was just checking every couple minutes and it's just like bam 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 bam. That's what and you want. That's what you want yeah. in the playoffs. And like, I think that I think that's an example of like, I'm sorry, the Habs like who, the Habs play either um, Tampa or play, Carolina, right? Yeah. Right? No. So whoever comes out of the uh, north is going to play the Avalanche or the Golden Knights. Yo, you're fudged. Wait, aren't the um, Islanders really low in that too? No. So like they already know. Like they've been talking about this on Sportsnet and like a bunch of other things. So it's because the Jets and Canadians are below the Islanders. Oh, they are both below the Islanders. I think they are. And then so they're they're going to be like um, they're going to be facing off against the Abs and Knights. Okay, so whoever, so I'm sorry, Montreal. Like, you can have your North Division banner, cool. Like, you're gonna get your, you're gonna get screwed. You're gonna get completely screwed yeah. against one of those teams. I, like, when it comes to the Avs and Golden Knights series, I really thought the Avalanche are gonna just like finish the the, um, the Golden Knights off quickly. The way they were playing the first three games, I thought they they would uh, squeeze out like uh, just just win the series, like in like like not like sweep them but win it relatively quickly in like five Five, games yeah and they um they 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 got battled back like the the knights the knights destroyed them yesterday the the abs did not have anything for for the golden knights play last last game hopefully it doesn't continue to tomorrow's game 
because I really want to see the the Golden Knights uh, or the Avs move on. The Avs were bad in Game Three too, and they were bad they in the not, third that period. Was close. No, they were yeah. bad for most of that game. Oh, they were. Um, but like they kind of hung on, and they had a chance to go up three zero. But you know, Vegas gets that one game. No, not neither team's lost at home. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's so, that's the that's the you know that's the the. It's kind of the rule in the playoffs is like it's Vegas not. Vegas is a tough place to play. Yeah, especially and that, that, that they're, that they're arena, full, right? Yeah, that arena is packed. Like yeah. every single game, it's packed. Hundred percent capacity. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. God, awesome. it must be so great. So we have, great. We have under six hundred cases a day, and yet we can't even go to a patio. Nope. Gotta love Ontario, bud. God, God, oh my God! Don't get me started. Don't get me started. So but, yeah, so the Avs uh, Golden Knights series is tied two two. So it's because uh, I know we kind of transitioned clo- uh, a little too fast from the Montreal series. It's just it's the Montreal series. What is there to say other than the other than the Habs are just dominating? There's nothing to say other than just the Habs are and dominating. It's not Jets. great hockey, and it yeah, sucks it's to watch. Yeah. It's so. so Leafs, Leafs the- Jets would have been so great. These chats would have been so great. In an alternate universe, that would have happened. Oh, it would have been so great. Um, so Montreal is leading 3-0. Um, the Montreal Canadiens look like the better team in all three games. Um, they're probably gonna win. They play it's, tonight. Unless unless Connor Hellebuck just like goes into God mode and just stops everything. Uh, I think this series is like either gonna go another game, like it's gonna go one more game or another two games. Like I think the Jets like could pull off a desperate win, uh, but I doubt it because they the don't prob- have Mark Shifley. Or the problem I have, the problem. I, well, if if they win two games, Mark Shifley comes back for Game Six. That's um, point, yeah. Well, the problem I have was you say like, oh, what if Connor Hellbach pulls off God mode? You know that the the guy at the other end pulls off God mode every single game, right? Yeah. Every single game. But so, like. He's not like I wouldn't say he's God mode. Like he's just been really good. Like he's not been God mode, but he's just been really good. Like in the Leafs Hab series, Campbell was the better goalie, and yet we lost. How does how often does that I happen? I, I don't. I, I disagree with that. I'd say I'd say Price was be- Price was slightly better. It's not that Campbell was terrible. Like Tre- Trevor, Trevor, you're the impartial party who was better. Yeah. I mean, like uh, by like stat- statistics wise, like H- H- Campbell let in less goals. Um, and I think he had a better save percentage, but like that's what I mean by With better. Price is those last three games he made the stops he needed to make at the right time. Yeah, that's really and that's what matters. Like that's, that's matters. I mean, talk about like that, like goaltending. Like Grant Fuhrer won all these cups. His stats are not good. His stats are terrible. Grant Fuhrer's stats, stats are bad, are but horrible. The Oilers would win game six five, and he'd make the big save at the end of the game. That's why he's and, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah, that's why he's that's why he's a Hall of Famer and f- uh, four or five times Stanley Cup champion. Like that's that that's that's how it was, especially in the eighties. Like eights like eighties hockey. Like that's what I want to see in the playoffs is eighties hockey all the time, every single game. I want so, eighties hockey. We got eighties hockey between the Hurricanes and Lightning, six uh, four. Um, Tampa just looked so good. Their power play is so it's, good. It's not. It's not fair how their power play works. Um, like it's literally not fair. It's been weird because like I haven't been really paying attention to how good Tampa is. Like in the first, like w- w- everyone was kind of a- underestimating them because they they came uh, like they were underdogs to the Panthers because they they were below uh, like a seed below them, but they came out finished Panthers in six games. Six or five. Yeah, six games. It was six games, yeah. Thanks. Um, then they come into the Hurricanes. They take a 2-0 lead. Then Hurricanes battle back for for one game. And then they come back to game four. And it's just an absolute crap show. What Lucas was saying, I think there was eight goals um, in the second, second period. Yeah. Period, the second period, was, both, all, both teams combined for eight goals. Yeah, so that's just ridiculous. And I... T- Tampa is just too good. Nikita and Kucherov I, helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Having Kucherov, having uh, who else did they bring point. in? Like point. Yeah. Uh, Savard. Like yeah. people yeah. forget that Nikita Kucherov. Did he win the? He's been an Art Ross winner. Like he's an Art Ross winner. I know he won. He won the he won MVP. Heart. He won the MVP. I think in 2019. Yeah, like he's got a heart. He's got an Art Ross. Like yeah. people forget how good he is because he hasn't played all year. Yeah. Yep. And like. 
the reason why, like, I kept, I'm watching that game. I'm watching, Carolina's up 4-2. I'm cheering so hard for Carolina. Mm -hmm. I'm cheering so hard for those gosh darn hurricanes. And I'm just going, you're up 4-2. You cannot take a penalty. And they took three straight penalties. Boom, boom, boom. All in the back of your net. Peter Morazic didn't have a great day either. Why was he in the net? Why wasn't Adelkovic in the net? Because I think Morazic started game three and they won, so they stuck with him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Like... It's because their power play is you have to, you are literally any, everyone on the ice is a threat to score. Yep. Every single player on the ice. Yep. Like maybe, maybe Victor had Victor Hedman's not even the, maybe he's the, he's the, he's the least scary threat, but he's still Victor. Yeah. Hedman. But Victor Hedman can still shoot a clapper from the like, exactly. blue line and someone will tip it in. Like it's, it's, he's still a threat to like for every other, like for the uh, like opposing, like the other team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's yeah, their, their power play. The reason why it's so good is because like, like every single player is a threat, and, and it's this it's this sort it's the circle motion basically. It's yeah. the whole I can give a one timer to Kutra, I can give a one timer to Stamkos, I can give a one timer to Hedman, and and so what happens is I saw this happen in the Florida series. I'm pretty sure it was the Florida series. So they so Kutra's already got two power play goals. Both of them clappers from the one from from the from the sideboards on, on a one timer, and so. Florida thinks, oh, oh, they're doing it again. They're doing the Kucherov play, and Kucherov and Kucherov does a one-time pass to Braden Point right in the slot with a wide-open net. Oh yeah, and then he just tips it in. Yeah, yeah. It was like was a Nylander-looking goal. Yeah. Yeah, like and that. that's why that's why you can't stop that power play. No matter right. you can you can only hope. The only time I saw them kill it off was when they Tampa got a power play with a minute left in the third. It was cut off, obviously, at the end of the, at the end of the period, and then they killed off the last minute in, in overtime, and then they won that game. That was That's the only the power play I saw them kill. If you have these elite one-time threats, it opens up the bumper play. Yes. Yeah. And the bumper play, like, I mean, I'm gonna pull this to the Canucks a little bit. Bull Horvat in the bumper. That's the Canucks' most lethal play, and that only worked with the Canucks' power play when you have Pedersen as the one-time threat. And he wasn't there for what half the season. Yeah, but like, like, and then that's the kind of thing. Except Tampa has two one-time threats, mm-hmm. and a defenseman with an elite shot. Like, and Alex, and Al, my favorite is Alex Kalorn at the front of the net. I, you know, Alex Kalorn's just kind of there uh, in the front of the Didn't net. Yeah, Alex Kalorn score a couple of goals. Yeah, he has, he has. But it's like, Al, but Alex Kalorn, you don't think of him as you know this, this elite talent on the. Well, on his the, job on, is to get in the dirty areas, is to screen and he's he's, and he's he's great and, at it. He's great at it. But I'm just saying. Job. Yeah, he does his job, but you're you're right. That bumper play to Brain Point is just as lethal because ev- because everyone's thinking, all right, Stamkos to Kucherov, Stamkos to Kucherov, um, and then and you're like, oh shit, Brain Point's right there. So that's why I, I I kept saying like you have to be disciplined against this team. You have to be disciplined, and I don't know if maybe these refs are just not the refs that are calling the Edmonton series, but. Like Tamp- uh, Carolina took some very undis- undisciplined penalties in the offensive zone, mind you. They weren't defensive zone uh, penalties, and Tampa Tamp- Tampa made them pay, and it was game over. It was game over, uh, yeah. and that that's why you cannot cannot let that team uh, on the power play. You just can't. Yeah, so they look really good. I think they're going to go like they're going to the finals. I think every they, team. They- Every team has to model their power play off of them. Yeah. Every team. <laughs> but it's also like you have to have the weapons to even model it. Like yeah. some of Colorado's these teams don't the even have like comes close right now. Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's not a lot of teams that have five amazing players that could ha- have amazing like uh shots that can be set up like that. And like my whole thing is like we talked about the least power play all season. Like next year next year, I'm like I don't know who's going to be on the team, obviously, but I need Matthews and Nylander on their off wings shooting one-timers all day long. Like that's, that's, that's your, that's your version of Kucherov and Stamkos, is it not? Yeah. We need two guys on the flanks that are willing to shoot. They are. That's the thing is, is Willie's Willie, Willie's, Willie is willing to shoot. And so is Matthews we saw. Okay. So there's two, two things. God, we're making this about the Leafs. Two things. Either Marner is going to learn how to shoot and 
just enti- spend the entire summer learning how to shoot, which I don't think he's going to be doing that. I think he's going to be with uh, strippers and cocaine at his Bacopa cottage. But you think he does he, that seriously? Probably. I, I don't know about the stripper part, but the cocaine and girlfriends thing is probably for sure. I for sure. He's a professional athlete. What do you expect? Um, that or we just put Neilander and. Um, Neilander and then Matthews and then we put Marner in the slot. Why why not do that? Or Tavares in the slot. Yeah. Marner doesn't even have to be an elite shooter. He just has to be able to shoot. Yes, that's the problem. Is he has to be able to shoot. Like he just needs to shoot. If he, okay, if he works once in a while. Every yes. once in a while. It doesn't have to be all the time. If he just Trevor's not even a Leaf fan, and he's frustrated with how much Marner doesn't shoot. Like, <laughs> I remember watching the beginning of that series and it was like the other team's shorthanded and they sent two guys to Matthews. Yes, that's why our power play didn't do anything. That's why Matthews is going to do anything because he just because everyone left Marner open because he, everyone knows that he can't shoot and he doesn't shoot. Not so everyone, just, sh- it's not that he can't shoot, it's that he's not willing to shoot. That's I've what I'm like. He, I've he seen doesn't, his shot. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's he, he doesn't have you know a fluff tart, like he doesn't have like this little flimsy. He, he has a shot, he just chooses not to shoot it. Yeah. And so that should be if if Marner's going to this team this the, next year, which I hope he is. Sahar doesn't, but if, I hope he. But I hope he I, does. Okay, so I've been listening to a couple of podcasts. Um, I, I thought we were going to talk about Lisa a bit later, but whatever. Is let's just get into it. Um, I was I'm listening so to sorry, a couple Trav. of podcasts, and they were saying that like most likely Marner's not getting traded because because my, uh, my whole thing is my whole thing is to where and for who, like th- whatever name you Line throw in. Line in. Yeah. Line A and something else is what I want. I don't a straight up trade. No, no, no. Jack no, no. Eichel. That's literally the only one for one trade that I would accept. Yeah, but then the, like the if you do one. that, then like the whole congrats question... Buffalo on winning on winning first overall. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that too because okay. the, the the balls uh, fell in their corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got the first overall pick in the last uh, three years. So good for them. Good for you. Um, but that's uh, the only one for one trade that I've accepted. Literally, if it's if it's Marner for Eichel, I would I would definitely. I yeah, would but I, like okay, so if you're doing the Marner and Eichel, it's not going to happen. Marner and Eichel is not, it's not going to be a thing because uh, New York is standing outside with Lafreniere, uh, Capo Caco, and a bunch of young stars that, that are young stars in the making that they can be like, here you go, Buffalo. Here are all these people that like are good and you can have toys new toys to play with the kings and, i think are, uh, or the kings yeah that too. because it's out of conference too the kings or the canes the kings, kings la okay well who do you give up who, who are the kings gonna give up like well, buffalo will ask for byfield but i don't think the kings want buffalo to starts with byfield because like, like turcott gabe velardi um like that that could get it people talking at least See, this, is my, this is my whole thing with like okay quinn byfield that's that's a guy that's a guy that's going to be that's going to be a like, player i think alex turcott for sure is a name trevor moore <laughs> trevor moore who knows Tyler um madden Tyler Madden. um but when, it, when you're talking about trading trading perennial all-stars uh, like jack eichel i jack eichel can be an elite player on a good team yeah. on a good team yeah. he'll be an elite player but when you're talking about trading these guys for all these prospects, prospects can be magic beans, and you don't yes. know you but don't NHL, know what they're going to turn into. But NHL, uh, NHL executives love magic beans. Oh my God, for the yeah. most part, they're all useless. But like they well, love Blake magic beans. Like, absolutely everything he can to not give up Quentin Byfield. He may have to, but he will try every other possibility he can. This is what you do. You do what Mike. You do what Mike Gillis. That, you, do, you do what Mike Gillis did and throw away all of your future. That's what I think is that. That's why I'm thinking it's going to be probably the Rangers. I think he's going to go to Rangers, and that's that'll be that'll end. that'll be a very interesting trip. And that's whole... different. That's interesting too because that's a that could be a James Dolan willing to sell the farm to go all in move. Okay. Okay. Well, and yeah. I want to I want to say this. I want to say this. Uh, kind of going back to the Shifley hit. Did James Dolan's press release change how the how change the NHL Department of Player Safety? Like because they. Because they've hit some, they've got some things really right recently. They've got some suspensions real right recently. Maybe it influenced them. I, uh, I, I don't know. Like I don't know if like I did you it could actually, say has did what he say? Because this press release was one of the 
wow was it special um i think that it had some it, it, it has definitely had influence um on i think he's changed something i think he's changed something in the, in the department of player safety good that's a good thing and like i don't it i don't took, really think so i think it's like it just even something like that ryan reeves play on ryan graves like how different how much worse is that one than the tom wilson play uh, to be honest, I didn't. Uh, to be honest, I didn't really see it. Uh, but I, from what I from what I gathered, it's really not that different. Like I think it might be a little bit worse, but like I don't think like that. That was two two playoff games. Yeah. Like. Oh. Like I I think that his, I think that the statement definitely definitely woke the woke the department of player safety up which is a very very good thing because man i can't find it but man that was a that it was crazy to see him like go all out on that statement and i think i think it's definitely swayed george paris's opinion and sort of woke him up which is a good thing it's a very because they've been hitting everything like that's like like we said shifley i thought he was getting two games ago four playoff games four playoff games and uh what is it uh and kadri kadri got eight playoff games um, I don't know when. Uh, I don't know how many games he's served so far. Um, I think he's should could be back for like game six or seven of the series or mm-hmm. something like that. Like yeah, because I think yeah, because he think I think he missed three of. Um... I uh, I think he's missed. I think he missed two of the two of the first series and he's missed the yeah. first four. So he's yeah. done six. So two more games, man. If Vegas closes this out in six games, how bad is he gonna look? Yeah. Uh, how bad is how bad is Kadri gonna look? How bad is Kadri gonna look if Vegas closes this out in six games? I, it's interesting, interesting. So we, I love how we. This is this yeah. what's great about podcasts. This is what's great about podcasts. We were talking about like Martyr getting traded, and it came, and it came to this, and it came to this. Oh my god. Um, yeah, the the Tom Wilson Ryan Reeves thing is, I, I just saw it. It's it's pretty similar, and it's. It should have been suspended in the regular season if it gets a two-game suspension in the in the playoffs. So, and like, and and then here's the inconsistently like what like I want to know what the difference is, and I and like there isn't much. There really yeah, there isn't, isn't much. much. It's, there really it's, isn't I much. think and he got two playoff games, and like, Tom maybe Wilson got it's five. like game situation could have played a role. Oh, yeah, but, but the Tom Wilson thing is. Like, okay, so Ryan Reeves just, like, WWE, like, smashes him to the ground. But Tom Wilson took his goddamn stick and just, like, gave someone a concussion, just breaking the stick. Yeah. Not breaking the stick. He didn't break the stick. But, like, pushing the stick into the ice with the guy's face in, in like, and then the he ice. Clocks, and then he clocks him right down on the ice. Yeah, exactly. And, and then he clocks it, him on the ice. He starts ragdolling Panera. And, like, I, like... He also went after, like, a couple people, and he didn't get suspended. Ryan Reeves only went for, like, one. Uh, but gotta love player safety. Although it's funny because Ryan Reeves, there was also a possibility that he wouldn't have even played game one after cross-checking Ryan Suter into the post in game seven against the Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Like, like, I think, and I remember after the Tom Wilson's thing, we were talking, uh, John Scott put out a, John Scott, of all people, put out a, a message saying that, uh, that it was, completely you know bs by george paros and it got me thinking like man could john scott be the department of player safety like like because if you watch john scott you know who he is like he was he was definitely yeah. a goon but like he was such a but he definitely knows he knows the line between what's right in the nhl and what's wrong in the nhl and so i don't know maybe, maybe he maybe he could sorry sorry well one one day uh watch just t- type in john scott versus phil castle and just to get a laugh just to get a laugh. Search, search John Scott. Oh, Scott no, I know. I, I, okay, okay. I've seen that. Oh, it's so funny. I remember. Oh, so funny. So, what a little pansy Phil Kessel was, let's be honest. Like, let's be honest. And was there's that a great, preseason game? It was a preseason game between the Leafs and Sabres, like, in 2013. And I remember John Scott told a hilarious, hilarious story where he literally skated by the Leafs bench and was like, whoever you're putting next to me, Whoever you're putting next to me, I'm dropping the gloves and I'm going after him. And Randy Carlisle has the goddamn balls to put out Phil Kessel. Yep. And I he's like, I think John he's like, said something like he looked at Kessel and he just went, I'm jumping okay. you. Yeah. And so he <laughs> went after him. He went after him. 
And here's the worst part. So we went after him. Kessel does the two-hand slash. David Clarkson, who was the Leafs' big get that offseason, jumps over the boards to fight John Scott. And Clarkson got suspended for 10 regular season games. So he was able to play the rest of the preseason, got suspended for the first 10 regular season games. Was David Clarkson um, not playing really a bad thing? Uh, at, okay, <laughs> at the time... At the time, he was the big guy. He was the big guy we just got. We wanted to see him play, and we did not know what we were in for. One of the worst, one of the worst signings. One of the worst signings that the Leafs have ever ever done, ever done. Oh my goodness gracious! <sighs> we talk about these being tough times, yo. That those old Leaf teams were so bad, so frustrating to just. They were, it was frustrating to just even be a fan of. Like you uh, think this is bad, Sar? You should have watched years ago. <laughs> well, okay, so like years ago, I was a soccer fan and I followed all the soccer teams, and that was my thing in elementary school because I'm Ukrainian and we were went to a Ukrainian set elementary school. So that's how I, that's what the sport I followed when I was in elementary school. And then I came to high school and found hockey, and now I'm a hockey fan. Sadly, goddamn Leafs. <laughs> oh, um, goddamn Leafs. Okay, uh, moving into. Uh, the next series is the Islanders and Boston series. This was surprising. Jesus, we're all over the place. I love it. This has surprisingly been an entertaining series. It's it's tied 2-2. Um, the teams go, keep going back and forth. It's had two overtimes. And um, surprising, there's a, a large amount of scoring in this series. I wasn't expecting it. Uh, the first game was 5-2 Bruins. Second game, 4-3 uh, Islanders. Third game, Boston 2-1 uh, in overtime. And then game four, it's Islanders versus Bruins. The game two, the game two uh, Brad Marchand goal. I saw so many Bruins fans. What a shot by Marchand. Oh, my God. He sniped that. that. And I'm like, no. No. Yeah, that was a bad goal. No, that was like a Tristan Jari freaking whiff. <laughs> in it? Uh, it was either him or Sorokin. I can't remember. Have they been flip-flopping all series? Like all yeah. playoffs, basically? Yeah. yeah crazy man one second uh, uh i just I, that was that uh, was really funny where it's like oh, it's not, oh it was Varlamov. Still not the worst goal varlamov's given up in these playoffs which one did oh which one did he give whiffed oh yeah. my god oh brian rust yeah yeah that was funny that was funny so yes this series has been entertaining and i and and, I'm, and that's what's surprising is because like a, an entertaining series for the new york islanders what like that's that's really what a that's really yeah. what's what's uh, surprising to me. Now, as a Leaf fan, I almost this is gonna be weird. I want the Bruins to win more than the Islanders. <laughs> I literally <laughs> I would rather have the Bruins win than the Islanders, so I don't have to hear it from them. But uh, very entertaining. It's just it's just you you watch both of those teams and just go, these are just two playoff tested teams. The Bruins are definitely more seasoned uh, than yeah. the Islanders, but like they're very playoff tested. They they know. They know, you know, what the lingo is. They know how to win in the playoffs. And, you know, the Islanders obviously play their their style. It works for them. I you know. No one likes. No, no Barry not. Trotz. Barry Trotz has a ring. So. Barry Trotz. Like, I, I still think that's maybe the dumbest decision that the Capitals have made in the past however many years. Like, the fa- yeah. fact that they didn't, the fact they didn't resign him after, <laughs> the fact they didn't resign him after. after you have a Barry Trotz system with Alex Ovechkin? Like, it's unstoppable. Yeah. It's it, like, it's, but it was also like, it was the whole circumstances around it was dumb. Like, I think he was making 2 million and he only asked for 4 million. So, and he I, just won the Stanley Cup for your team and you're, you're going to let him go. Like, come on. Like, it's so Trotz, I think, was making, he was making one and a half with the, oh, okay. with, with the Capitals. And he had some sort of incentive where, like, uh, if he won the Cup, they were going to offer him 300 grand more so like eight million and he was like you know no no i'm worth yeah. way more than that I, yeah he's like i'm worth more than 1.8 million and so yeah. he went to the islanders the islanders give him four million uh yeah. and so um so that's so that's what that's what happened um they should have so, kept him. so they the, they definitely should have kept him because like todd reardon really didn't work out uh peter laviolette like they they fell asleep. I felt during the they won that first game. Good. They, they looked old. They looked old. Happened. They looked old in that series. 
uh, after like the first couple of games. Like, and I someone went down the list of players on the Capitals, and I think like over half of their team is either is over thirty or like over twenty seven. That team in know? a few years is gonna have it rough because that's a team too. Like, it's gonna with be- Ovechkin. As long as Ovechkin plays, they're going to be compelled to try to put a competitive team next to him. Yeah. And then it'll be like the – I feel like it'll be somewhat similar to like um, – The oh, San Jose Sharks? The Red Wings. Or Red Wings. The yeah. end of their playoff streak. Um, or even the like – I guess it's a lesser extent, but like the Canucks when they had the Sedins and they kept trying and trying and it – didn't work and they were like the worst team in the league but they were trying to be good that was what was so funny about the canucks was like they went they went they like tried they actually tried to win but ended up in like the bottom five and like a and like a very very high odds for the draft lottery oh the willie desjardin canucks oh my god that might be the most that might be the worst hockey i've ever watched over a full season that's the coach where like i like he's just such a nothing coach to me i I remember the canucks isn't Their strategy the was basically go up one nothing and sit back for two periods. Is he is he on the Kings right now or is that Tom McClellan? He was their interim. I think he's coaching in the dub now. Oh my um, yeah, that, like that's that's the thing. The that's Kings the thing. coach is um the old uh, Edmonton coach. Yeah, McClellan. Yeah, Ted McClellan. Tom yeah. McClellan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a, uh, old Sharks, old Sharks coach too. Like yeah. so so the so the Islanders Bruins series uh, is really 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 good. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, like it's it's an enjoyable playoff series to watch for them, which I never thought like every I think every series other than the Habs series I'm having some sort of enjoy enjoyment with it. You know. Yeah. Like so, yeah, yeah. So the tack Avalanche on, tack on, and it, it, keep going, keep going. The Avalanche and Knights series is like the peak of hockey of yeah. them going back and forth and battling it out. Then like the Tampa Bay light uh, the Tampa Bay Carolina series is just how good Tampa Bay is and just their power play. And then the Boston and Islanders series is just a back and forth between two like battle hardened teams. And then it's the Montreal Canadians and the jets kind of just like flopping. I think and, it's like, so funny for the first three games um, of the series that um, abs golden Knights always followed jets Habs. Yes. I don't think that's like, a coincidence. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence. You have the first game where everybody's kind of like, okay, this is this is really boring. Like you almost fall asleep in the first game and the second game just wakes you up. Yeah. See, and, and then here's the here's the thing. Uh this will be our this will be a last point because we gotta we gotta, you know, do a different thing after this. Um the Hab series ta- it, it's it's bad for me. One, because I want the Habs to lose just because they beat the Leafs, and also they're playing the most boring hockey like to, to watch. So it's a double sort of it's like the times two of why I want them to lose is because they beat the Leafs and I hate how and I just hate how they play because because it, it's boring but it works and I just uh, like a part of like a part of me wishes like uh, it doesn't wish but like a part of me realizes like you know the Leafs can't play like this but like maybe they might I don't know I don't want them to play like it but if it hey if it's if this is the new winning formula in the NHL I'm gonna hate watching this league it's not it's none of these teams have won a Stanley Cup with this winning formula if people can follow the Colorado model then we'll be fine Colorado yes. Tampa <laughs> if people can uh, follow the model of taking discounts on your contracts we'll be fine but, or even the Carolina yeah. model like even that's that's another good that's another really good point way to go yeah Hey, we're back. Um, so we have a couple other things to touch on. Um, so the Canadian teams, Canadian and American teams will be able to um, play on both sides of the border. The Canadian government gave them permission for whoever makes it to the third round to bring in um, Canadian players or Canadian players and American players so that there's not going to be any quarantine there. I think it's just been like the COVID test. And so basically there will be a Stanley cup playoff on both sides of the border, which is going to be nice with uh, an American team. Hallelujah. I was so, it would have been so much more of some of a hassle. Cause like, if you're the Habs, where, like, where are you going to, where are you going to play? So, in, so like, this where was they, my, where whole, play? my whole theory was, okay. So whoever comes out of the North division will just play in Buffalo as their home ice. Like that, that would yeah. be an option. Like if it's, if it really got to the point of like, 
everything was still shit, but currently right now it's getting better, but we're still under lockdown, but like that's a whole nother discussion. Um, it's it's I thought they'd just go to Buffalo and just have home like their home ice would be in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I thought that was only gonna be for the Leafs, but I guess I guess it would be for all of them. No, I think it's a it's a really good it's a really good thing for the it's a really good thing for the league because it would be like it's such a hassle to do all to do all that. And yeah. man, as as much as you know, they're pissing me off. The Montreal fans have been absolutely like so cool to watch at Bell Center. I also, they've they, been allowed to have the most fans out of any Canadian yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, they've been so like. Uh, like just saying those fans have been so cool like the building the building though there's not a lot of people it sounds really loud like it's it's so cool to watch it's a it's a fun atmosphere for their shitty product on the ice but it's a fun atmosphere at least um uh, yeah so moving on for those that didn't know the 2021 uh draft happened draft lottery draft lottery sorry yeah sorry draft lottery happened um i didn't really know that it was taking place. Like I checked my phone. I, didn't all- I did. I did because my team sucks. <laughs> yeah, <'cause- laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Were you uh, but- were you hoping were you thinking that they had any shot at any picks? Anything? I figured that if they were gonna win ever, because the Canucks have never won draft lottery in their entire fifty-one year history. The Leafs have won one. Uh, and that here's and the-, the Canucks. They even lost the expansion lottery. Between I know. Them. And, and the Sabres, the whole story. They the Sabres Dale have Allen second overall. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Sabres have won two in the last three years. Assist record, I think, for defensemen for the Canucks. Who, who is it? Sorry, Dale Talon. Yeah, Dale Talon. Damn, who damn, 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 damn. Would have passed him if the 2020 season was a full season. But oh, uh, okay. I my dad showed me some old like 80s or 70s hockey uh, hockey memorabilia, and he showed me Jim Benning in a Leaf jersey. I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> He was in the, he was uh, with the Canucks. I'm pretty sure, yeah. He was with the Canucks. He was with the Leafs. But yeah, no, with yeah. the draft lottery, with the Canucks. Like, I figured this, the one year where there isn't a surefire number one guy, I was almost mm-hmm. like, okay, if they're going to win one, it's going to be the one with going to be like, this one. <laughs> like, so, elite prospect, but I'm okay so with it. So I know I'm a lot of, down. yeah. So I know a lot of people were, yelling for changing of the draft lottery from like past past formats how like there's so many big jumps i watched this one and got so underwhelmed because there was only one jump and, and it, was it was the kraken of course it, it was, was from, from three, three to two. two and i was i was so underwhelmed with that i wanted well, like i love i love seeing those big jumps i love seeing those yeah but like okay so with the new rules like the whole sabers and so sabers won the lottery in the last twice in the last three years but because of this new rule, they'll never win the lottery again for like the well, next. I think that I think... comes into effect next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're not going to be able to win like like so many first round well, picks. I'm pretty sure if you are the worst team in the league and you get number one, like that doesn't count because you're not actually moving up. Oh yeah, yeah I actually, guess. you know, so that okay, it's it's an okay that makes that makes sense. But like in instances where. Like there have been instances where like team six jumps up to number one. That's winning the draft lottery. Yeah. Where I don't think well, the the Sabers didn't technically like they got the first overall pick, but I think they didn't technically win it because they were supposed to. Like Why? I guess they were supposed to be there. Why can't know. we just do like the NFL thing where the worst team gets the like first overall pick and just because works it rewards tanking because it rewards tanking and there's no tanking in the NHL. Gary Batman said. I forgot. Gary Batman said. Gary Bettman said himself, there's no tanking in the NHL. Yeah, that was a fun quote. If there was no tanking, then they should do uh, regulation where, where if you're like the worst three teams go drop into the, like the AHL and then the best, (laughs) best three teams in the AHL move up to the NHL. That's what, that's what we should do. No. So I, I like, I like that. I, I like that idea. I haven't. I've never been opposed to that idea. Of why not just do like the NFL? Like, tr- like Trav, am I am I going am I going nuts for this one? No, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different like strategies for like how to do the lottery. And honestly, I don't think any of them are like terrible. That makes sense. Like, obviously, yeah. some are better than others, but like, no matter what, for the most part, your tanking will be rewarded by good draft position regardless yeah 
Like yeah. that's that's just how it is. And I think just the way that they've tried to change all these draft lotteries is to make it so that there's a possibility that a team that's on the rise can get rewarded. Yeah. But like I don't yeah. know. It's I don't. Know, I feel it's weird because the draft is meant to help the bad teams get good. Mm-hmm. So in the whole like anti tanking thing, or whatever. Like if your team is just bad, then your team's just bad. Yeah. Right. So like, see, like <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> we talked about Buffalo so much this year because they were a big story. We talked about the weird teams we talked. We talked about Buffalo and Columbus. It seemed every single episode we talked about Buffalo yeah. and, and the Blue Jackets. But Buffalo was a team that tried to be good. Were not. Yep. Like they like. Like they thought that they were going to be good with that Taylor Hall deal. They were not, um, and just I like. And they're cur- they're currently arguing with their number one superstar. So, and apparently, like they're gonna, uh, apparently they're gonna get this really really big defenseman. I uh, can't remember the guy's Owen name. Owen Power. Owen Power. Owen Power. Um, and six, just six. how is that? Okay, like that'll help. That'll help Rasmus Dahlin. Like. Uh, is he what is he left right handed? Uh, left shot. Left See, the shot? thing okay. is though, like there aren't many defensemen that can like go from first like from being drafted and going right into NHL and performing as a top four. It, it would be a mistake if Buffalo brings him in the NHL next year. Keep him in it's Michigan. Like it... Yeah. So there aren't many players when it comes to defense that can do that. It's usually for the forwards because they have to do like less positioning and less battling, but. It just and like NHL goal uh, defensemen are kind of weird. Like it takes them a couple of years to get them to the point where they're actually good. A Unless great example Jack, of that is, I think a Jack great I- example uh, of that. Jack Eichel, uh, Quinn Hughes, Delvin, no Quinn, Quinn Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. Um, I think a great example of what you just said was uh, Logan Stanley on the Jets. I I remember he was drafted. He was drafted in Austin Matthews year. If I'm if I'm he not was mistaken. A first round pick. He was a first yeah. round pick. I I was like, I remember them picking him, and I was like, I haven't seen him play once. And then he shows up in the NHL, and he's ready. This kid's this kid's like a mile high to draft. Yeah, he's six seven. Um, he's yeah. six seven. He's a big big guy, and he's playing big big minutes. So you talk about this uh, Owen Powell uh, power power power. Yeah, yeah. Owen Power. Uh, I, I was saying Powell like Norman Powell. Uh, Owen. You talk about this Owen Power guy where Buffalo. Buffalo can't pick this guy first overall because he's not going to be ready. It's the Luke Shen, it's the Luke Shen debate from years ago. So if they pick this guy first first overall, they know he's not ready. But because he's the first overall pick, and because Buffalo fans need something, they're going to throw him to the they're going to throw him to the wolves. When he's going to the, gonna, last gonna time the f- first overall pick didn't play right away. Man, I can't even think. I can't even think of one. Like I mean, I, Nugent like, Hopkins. Technically, I was surprised that, that Quinn Byfield didn't play really. But no, because like it's funny because the last two first overall picks have not done well in the rookie seasons. Jack Hughes' rookie season was bad. Was not good. And Lafreniere's uh, rookie season this year also not great. Was also not great. And then we had this discussion also, and I I hate talking about this when it comes to first overall picks. Do you have an idea how goddamn spoiled we as a, as hockey fans were this decade when it came to first overall picks? And it's so unfair for these players like Lafreniere and like Quinn Hughes to be compared to Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. That's funny. Yeah, you, you have, what, McKinnon in 2013? 13, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you have guys like, I, I don't know, was 14 Ekblad? Ekblad yeah. was 14. And then and then I went McDavid and yeah, Matthews. David Matthews. And then it's like, okay, now it's everybody. Had and then it kind of dropped off after that. was Heischer, Darlene. I mean, Darlene was a highly touted prospect. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, like he wasn't on the same level as those guys. No, like he, no, he played defense, no. so like I, you, yeah. you can't eat, really be on the same level as those guys. But he was still like one of the best. And then it's like Hughes, and even Lafreniere was—he's been a massive name for a while, and he just he just mm-hmm. started. Slow, I thought Lafreniere. I thought Lafreniere was gonna be better. That was just, like I thought. Yes, I thought he was gonna be better too. However. It, 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 I don't think we should blame him for the fact that he had to play the Bruins, the Penguins, yeah. the Islanders, yeah. the Capitals, all these amazing teams 10 times a year in the middle of yeah. a panini, you know? Yeah. Also, so, people always overreact to that first season. Not every guy's going to come in at yes. 19 and be elite. Yeah. yeah, Like Jack Hughes, he was, as a rookie, as an 18-year-old, he, he was bad. 
Yeah. This year, yeah. he's been good. Yeah. He's been good. Like, he had like, a good year. I think. And that's why I'm saying we've been spoiled because we're used to, oh, Sidney Crosby came in and changed his franchise. Patrick Kane came in yeah, and changed so his franchise. Yeah, so there was a – okay, know? so I, I think every decade or so, there's like a five-year span where it just elite. Like it was the Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, uh, Patrick – was it Patrick Kane that went first? Patrick Kane was – Kane yeah. was 07. Who was 06? Yeah. Was 06 Eric like Johnson. Eric Johnson, that really yeah. real one? Yeah. Yeah. And in 2008, oh. 2008 was Stamkos. 2009 was John Tavares. Morris. And then 2010, and 10, 2010 was oh. Taylor Hall. And then and then Nuge was right after it, I think. Hall, and Nuge, then, Yakupov. Yeah. And then, yeah, Nuge and Yakupov. Like, Nuge is good, I'm, but he's not up, up to the same level. The next level couple as... years, they're talking about a couple of, like, ridiculous talents going first overall. I guess Shane Wright and awesome. Connor Bedard, who were both exceptional well, Connor Bedard is going to just, like, we all know he's going to the Oilers because, so, of course, because Over the Connor. course um, of six years, or seven years, actually, so it was Riley Nash, Andre, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Rick Nash? Uh, Alex... Wait, do you mean Rick Nash? Rick Nash. Sorry, Rick Nash. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Riley yeah. Nash um, is not that good. Uh, yeah, sorry. Rick Nash, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Eric Johnson, yeah. um, Patrick, uh, and then Patrick, Patrick Kane was right after him. Patrick yeah. Kane, Steven Stamkos, John Tavares, Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Nathan McKinnon, Aaron Ekblad, Connor McDavid. Uh, I'm, I'm skipping Neil uh, Yakupov Skip because Connor McDavid and then uh, Austin Matthews and then Nico Heischer. Yeah. Which, oh, man, like, that 2012 was... draft. Oh my God, was that bad? Yo, so the Leafs got the two best top, two best of the top five. Galchenyuk so and Morgan Riley. Oh my god! So from like, uh, yeah, from like, two thousand to about twenty, like over the course of the last twenty years, the first round pick has been amazing, like ninety five percent of the time. Like, there's maybe two or three yeah. of the last twenty years that have been like not very good. Like Neil Yakupov, like, yeah, Yakupov is uh, an outlier. Like that doesn't like. Dude, I remember Eric that Johnson year. Yakupov, like, sorry, should yeah, Eric Johnson had a fine career. Should have gone first overall in hindsight. No. no, but he was a good player. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, yeah, he was a good player. But like, like it was just it's elite, 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 elite. Yeah, and then it's that's like, the thing. And then maybe it's Eric we're Johnson. just Maybe That's we're just exactly overreacting because we don't know what these players are going to become, and we've seen all we're these spoiled. players play for the last twenty years. Yeah, we're we're, we're spoiled as fans because we always expect the first overall pick in his rookie season to change his franchise. Yeah. Like Austin Matthews, Austin Matthews that year changed the Leafs, scored forty goals. Like he was one of the yeah. worst. Oh, sorry, he was one. Of, it was one of the first times the Leafs had scored forty goals. McDavid also changed years. his team. Uh, McDavid changed his franchise. Like, yeah. Like Nathan McKinnon was a little because he got hurt, but like yeah, but like that's like this is a different team with for the Oilers. Yeah. Like when, when he's playing, when McDavid was on the Oilers, you saw that there was no one, no one was going to be better than him. Like he was going to be the best player, and he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, then team sucks, John Tavares but... changed the team. Steven Samkos changed the team. Patrick Kane changed an entire franchise. Him um, and Jonathan Taves. Jonathan, Jonathan Taves was taking Taves third. Went... He was taking third in that Eric Johnson year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's Sidney Crosby changed the franchise. Mark Andre Fleury changed two franchises, the Penguins yeah. and the Golden Knights. And then Ovechkin, uh, Ovechkin, Ovechkin. thing forever, right? Like how yeah. Was, yeah. That was the debate. See, I what kind of made me mad about the line eight trade was because you had Ovechkin Crosby for so many years. Now we're not going to, but, and then we were going to have, you know, Matthews line. A. We never had that. I think we're going to get a lot more of Matthews McDavid. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think that'll be, I think that'll be something, but I think that us as fans, we've been spoiled and we we're quick to judge on someone's on someone's first, first year in the NHL on, on the first hey, overall so, picks first so, year. Sorry. Can, can we actually talk about the actual draft how it fell out? Because uh, yes. we kind of yes, have to yes, wrap yes. this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so Buffalo, Buffalo uh, gets first Seattle Kraken gets second Anaheim ducks get third position, New York, uh, New Jersey devils get fourth and Chris uh, and Columbus blue jackets get number five. Then it goes Detroit, San Jose, Los Angeles, Vancouver Canucks at nine, uh, Ottawa Senators at ten, 
uh, Chicago Blackhawks at 11, Calgary Flames at 12, Philadelphia Fires at 13, uh, Dallas Stars at 14, New York Rangers at 15. And then all and the other Arizona positions Coyotes with a forfeited pick. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> all the other positions, there's only going to be 31 uh, first round picks uh, this year or first round like positions draft picks, yeah. uh, draft picks because the Arizona Coyotes forfeited their first round pick. So basically now everyone gets a higher draft pick after Arizona because they, they forfeited they their thing for tested, the whole, they illegally for the whole, tested players. Yeah. For the whole camp thing. Yeah. Good job, John um, Jacob. Also, and I want to celebrate this because uh, Team Canada won gold at hey. uh, the World Hockey Championship. Um, Connor McDrake, uh, not Connor McDrake. Connor Brown. God damn it. Connor, Connor Brown. Brown is amazing. So good. Why did we trade him? God damn it. Because we have to get rid of that stupid Gazitsev contract. Yeah. Um, Troy Stetcher, too. Yeah. It's just a bunch of just like bottom of the barrel <laughs> players came together and won this championship. Um, they lost to Latvia like in the first game or something. Huh? Like, oh like, yeah, I think they, they lost to Latvia. They started on three. They lost yeah, they started on three. It was a rough start for them. It was Latvia. And then they the beat the U.S. They lost to. Yeah. In the preliminaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a rough start for them, uh, but they battle back. First place. Got the gold medal and uh, uh yeah, Nick congratulations Paul from Connor Brown for the uh, yep, <laughs> yo, golden goal. Good job, Ottawa. Good in, job, o- Ottawa. It in was it an OT? Yeah, it was an OT. They beat OT. OT. Nick Paul yeah. from Connor Brown. I'm, I'm saying it like Ottawa's gonna make the playoffs next year, some some way, somehow they're gonna do it. Not in the if it goes back to the other divisions, no way they're making the playoffs in the Atlantic. Yeah, the mm. like the Atlantic is gonna be Surely like based on the division they play in. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's the I, Atlantic really... is is gonna become the metropolitan where it's literally like everyone's good, and they're just gonna be battling yeah, each other. Was, I remember that was so. There was a year. I remember there being a year where like the Atlantic, everyone looked at it was like all these teams are just mediocre to bad, and the Metro was like all these people are are just killers, and yep. then it just kind of shifted. Until you see the Pacific Division. I'm fine with that. Like might have a chance purely because every other team sucks. Yeah, I want to see how the whole and maybe Edmonton. Yeah, I want to see how the Seattle like expansion goes because like they're gonna take a lot of like scrappy players that didn't have a chance on their own team, and they're gonna give uh, be given a bigger chance when it comes to the Seattle. They're gonna fleece someone again. Someone's oh definitely for sure. It's gonna be sure. Florida. Florida for some reason is gonna give them uh, two good players, just like they did with Riley Nash and Jonathan Marshall. So, yeah, I I knew I knew when they took Marshall. so he was gonna be a star. Yeah, and so yeah, so Vegas is still in it. So we'll see how successful Seattle is. I don't expect they they're expecting to make the uh, Stanley Cup Finals in their first year, but everyone I needs to cool have... their expectations. I think with yeah. Seattle, like, I, I, Vegas, I, Vegas was such an anomaly. No, I such a... purely because of the Pacific Division, but no, I don't know I if see... be like a cup contender. Yeah, I see them being like a playoff team. Like that's like, to be honest, it's not that hard in the Pacific Division. Um, like that division just sucks. Well, who's gonna yeah. who's gonna be in the Pacific? Who's gonna be in the in the Pacific? I'd have Arizona's to go look. Arizona's moving to the Central. Yeah, so Arizona's oh. not gonna be there. I, I, I have to look at like the old standings. I don't know if I, I'll be like, able to. No, like like you've got you've got Vegas, Edmonton, and then it's like Seattle, Calgary, L.A., Vancouver, San Jose. Oh Anaheim. yeah, yeah. All the all the California teams. Wow, those teams are bad. Okay, the Pacific the Pacific tend to be the bad. The, the Pacific I think is wide open for anyone's picking. Yeah, like even like the Kings could be a team that takes a step. Like that wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one second. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking for the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so just by those teams you named, yeah, I, I think it's wide open for anyone's taking. Hell, hell, the Canucks. <laughs> you know, we all know the Canucks so are going to be very aggressive in trade. So who knows what's going to happen? Ducks, Flames, Oilers, Kings, Sharks, Canucks, Knights, and then uh, Seattle. Yeah. Because like, that's then not a great division. That's really yeah. not that great. And then it'll be the NF- Trevor, it'll be the NFC East of hockey. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. This I'm worried that you know the Canucks might 
come out looking pretty decent in the Pacific. And then the Aquilini and Benning will be like, you know what? See, we're fine. See, we're fine. I can stay here as long as I want. They're not fine. They They need a decor. Yes. But we're going to be aggressive in free agency and trade. With what aggressive? No, but we're going to be aggressive. Who cares? About that? that was my favorite. Is you keep saying well, what cap space? No, we're going to be aggressive. With what cap space? Uh, Just okay. Let's overpay for <laughs> Seth Jones. Oh, oh. yeah, I forgot. <laughs> or Doug about Hamilton. That. I want the Leafs to go after Doug Hamilton. But Just don't we'll overpay for Seth Jones. Like I like Seth Jones, but don't overpay for Seth Jones. Seth Jones also hey, has a year left, left, so you're gonna have to want you're gonna want to resign him as well. Okay, time yeah. to wrap up, guys. Sorry, yeah. we're, just, we're just kind of rambling at this point. Uh, thanks for listening. Recommend us a friend. Share the podcast. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah.